What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. I am excited about today's episode. We have Alan, Trinity, CrossFit owners, Broadway strongmen is what I've been <laughs> waiting to say that for months. Yes. I just thought it was so clever. I it love is. That. It is. <laughs> so why yeah. don't you guys introduce yourselves? Tell us a little bit about your background. You know, you're new here to Charleston, so let's just uh, get your story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my name is Alan Shaw. I uh, I'm originally from Bedford, Indiana, a little town south of Bloomington, Indiana, where IU is. Um, I went to um, Interlochen Arts Academy for Interlochen. Interlochen, yeah, Inter- like the place in Switzerland. Yeah, except it was in upstate Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Like, I'm, I'm, and, my parents are both Swiss, uh, so I'm just like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were I there a lot of Swiss people there? Uh, no, no, okay. Yeah, just, just a lot of like Michiganders. Um, yeah. And, Sorry, uh, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, so I went there um, for high school and then moved to the city in uh, New York City in 2004. And started working there, um, and then um, then I just started. Be, I was an actor, and, and I was on Broadway for uh, for three years. Three years, mm-hmm. um, and did Les Mis uh, on Broadway, which was fun. And then at the but my day job, my day job was yeah. uh, being a CrossFit coach and uh, personal trainer, and and it actually started to become a um, a much more exciting part of my life and I was getting a lot of of value out of it and it just became more and more and more and when my show closed on on Broadway I I decided that would be my my full-time focus and it's and now we're here interesting what brought you into CrossFit like what made that the itch you had to scratch so Uh, to speak like just one day you're like oh that looks cool I want to throw some weights around him yeah Trinity okay yeah we were yeah, we, um, he, well, he, he kind of brought you into like, he tried it. And you're like, Oh, you got to check us out. That's what my wife did to me. That's yeah. exactly. That's what he, yeah. he had been doing it for about two weeks and he just wouldn't not shut up about it. And I was like, finally, I'll stereotypical cross. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was like, first rule. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so I went in and of course the first workout that I did was Cindy and I, by the end I was on the ground and I was like, what just happened? And I was like, this is, this works. What's Cindy for the uh, maybe non-CrossFit people in the crowd? Yeah, so Cindy is one of the benchmark workouts, which is five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats, uh, as many rounds as you could possibly do in 20 minutes. Um, and it is, it's fun. Did you go strict? <laughs> because that was probably your... Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, no they, I think they put me on, ba- I think they put me on a band. Okay. I think I was like on a green band, I remember, um, just because <laughs> halfway through I was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> they're gone. It. Yeah, they they're went. gone. They're gone. I have to wait. See you I later. To, yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely. Um, yeah, it was. It hooked. It hooked me. Did you have any health and fitness background before that? Like, or did you just work out and run? And yeah, I was you pretty. Know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I 
I was actually coming from the Midwest. I was a overweight um, young kid. Um, I mean, I was my my diet was fast food, you know, and my family really didn't know that much about nutrition. And so um, I had struggled with that all the way up until probably my early 20s. Um, I'm 32 now. So I I didn't really know much about it. And then prior to that, you and I had been together for how, uh, how long? Probably four or five years. Four years yeah. So sort of our relationship and because Trinity did have that knowledge base, um, he helped me sort of get my nutrition on track. And then we became really active in, in going to the gym a lot. Um, and so I, that's where I, that's where I sort of got the bug. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Trinity, let's <laughs> connect it. So let's see. Yeah. Give us maybe start from the beginning the same way. And then yeah, absolutely. Um, I was born and raised in Texas. Um, my, my dad was a professional bull rider. And um, so I grew up in Interesting. a kind yep. of different, different yep. side story. Um, I grew up in, um, you know, in, in, a, in a rodeo family. So that was pretty much my life growing up. Um, how is that integrated into your daily life? Sorry. Totally aside, <laughs> like that's fascinating, you know? Well, you know, it's just like, did you go out and like do stuff and help and like, yeah, yeah, stuff, absolutely. Like, you know, it, it's and scary. Yeah. My, yeah. my, you know, we had, we had rodeo stock, we had bulls and that was the, the job, you know, you would go to school and come home and feed the animals and keep everything alive. And, um, and then on the weekends, um, my dad produced, um, once he retired from riding, he produced uh, a rodeo in East Texas, that was every weekend. Um, so is there some of the producer stuff kind of It started to there. Okay, yeah. I mean, cool. it was definitely, I, yeah. I saw that. And um, yeah, we, we would do the rodeo every weekend and um, grew up doing that. And uh, I, I, I quickly learned that the actual like cowboy side of it was not what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't want to ride or anything like that. Had you done that at all? Before? You know, when I was a kid, I was horses, you know, yeah. I still ride horses now, but, um, but never wanted to. You know, I don't think I'd want to do that either. Yeah, <laughs> get on the bag of bull. Yeah. My dad was an incredible athlete. You know, yep. the a few years before I was born, he was fifth in the world. So he had quite quite the career, and it cool. was it was amazing to watch um, growing up too. You know, and and how fitness played a, a big part in that for him. Um, and then after that, um, I became interested in country music, and um, that that was really what. Uh, the side of growing up in the South, you know, really appealed to me. Um, I would sing the national anthem at the rodeos. Um, and then I started singing when I got a little older, I would sing in some of the, the clubs around. And then eventually um, uh, got into and interested in, in musical theater. And, um, and the idea, I love country music because I think it tells some really, really great stories. Okay. Yeah. And um, when I discovered musical theater, which was just a, to me an extension of that, which tells really great stories through music, um, it became something really engaging and something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And um, once I graduated high school, um, you know, I had been singing and performing um, all the way through high school. And when I graduated, I got cast in um, a national tour of a show and, and left um, after high school and went on the road. And I spent um, about 13 years touring the U.S., with various shows um, as a performer first and over the years got more and more interested in the management side of it, mm -hmm. um, the stage management side. And slowly my, my career transitioned from on stage to off stage and um, had a lot of really great opportunities. And, you know, the shows got bigger and the credits got better and um, developed a career as a, as a production stage manager and, um, 
I eventually met Alan in 2010 on the national tour of Les Miserables. And um, we hit it off there and started our relationship. And then um, we toured together for quite some time. And then we did, um, we did Les Mis on Broadway together. And then, um, but through all of this and sort of in my, my latter years of touring, you know, part of being a performer and, and, and being in theaters, it's, it's, it, it's, it, there's an athleticism to it. Sure. There's a grind. I can it, only imagine it, 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 just it, being on the road completely. in general, right? Yeah. Like, being on the road, you know, fine. being in a hotel every week and, you know, the travel of it. And then also doing a show that's physically taxing eight times a week. Um, and, and I, it, it's something that being fit and being healthy was something that became really important to me. And so I started working out. I, I, I was actually, I'll never forget, I was on the, the tour of Rent um, and the, the, the head carpenter, the guy that, that's in charge of you know, moving the show, um, introduced me to going to the gym. And not long after that, we took that show to Tokyo. And I would lived in Tokyo over a, a period of a summer. And I found a trainer there named Namiyoka. And I really had this, um, I really had this sort of just experience that, I mean, it, it changed my life forever. It was, it was a uh, physical, it was mental. He just taught me, Namiyoka taught me a lot about fitness and mindset. And, um, I started realizing that, you know, one is not successful without the other, both physical and mental and, um, taught me a lot, set me on a path to become, you know, a better, uh, a better athlete, a better person, a better human. And so I brought a lot of that back with me. And, um, and while I was doing my job in theater, I, I became interested in personal training and helping people and sort of paying it forward a bit, uh, kind of the experience that I had. And, um, you know, I would, I would tradition the, the, the way we would work out back then, you know, it was yeah, bodybuilding, bodybuilding yeah. and, you know, Arnold we and, read yeah. Arnold's book and, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what we did. And we had a lot of protein yep. and a lot of shakes and um, <laughs> a lot of shakes, a lot of shakes. Yeah. I love protein shakes. And, and so yeah. quick aside. Yes. This is such a good story. <laughs> we would have had to have these, we did body for life. Uh -huh. If you remember mm -hmm. that at all. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you had to have like two or three protein shakes a day. Yes. This is in college. And so Friday nights I'd have to have my protein shake. Yeah. But you also had to get, you know, you had to pregame before you go out. You had to have your drinks before you went. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I decided one day to put in Captain Morgan into my protein shake. That's a whole idea. Oh, such a bad idea. <laughs> and instead of it mixing, what happened was these little pockets of Captain Morgan mm. would just get stuck. So it'd be like protein shake, protein shake, shot of Captain Morgan. <laughs> oh my God. Needless to say, I never did that again. Yeah. But yes, fanaticism of wow. protein shakes was, yeah, was a thing. I remember that. Yeah, as yeah. long as the gains came, that's all that mattered, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. So um, we were back in New York, and I was working out at Equinox there and training some people on the side. And across the street from my Equinox uh, was a building that had a door, and it had um, this staircase that went down into a basement. And I kept sounds saying, cryptic. it sounds very cryptic. Yes. It was very, it was very, you had to wear a hood. <laughs> I, I kept, I kept seeing these really fit people come in and out of there. And I was like, what is going on down there? And so one day, you know, I was leaving the gym. I got brave. I went over there, opened the door, went down this basement and, um, uh, I never came out and, um, I never went back to a traditional, uh, you know, 
Like one workout that was like, this is it. It was it. Yep. Um, what so, year was that? Like, where's gosh, that's like what seven years ago now? Mm-hmm. Seven years okay. Ago? Yeah. So CrossFit's not in, in its infancy, but it's not. Very yeah, CrossFit's established, anyway. and um, that um, that facility's CrossFit NYC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which was one of the original boxes the in black the world. Box. Yeah. It's called the Black Box. People yeah, know this, the Black, black Box. box. Cool. I think it yeah. was the seventeenth uh, facility. Okay. Ever, and um, an incredible, incredible place to sort of grow up in the world of CrossFit, you know, there. Yeah. And um, Alan joined shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And um, we were members there for a while. Alan became a coach there eventually. Um, and and it really sort of shaped us. And, and, and in addition to, you know, all the traveling that I was doing, and I got to see, we, I logged it in an Excel document, I got to see over a hundred different affiliates across. Oh, the right, because you just drop in everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We had drop a in guy everywhere. Did that in our gym. He had a yeah. shirt from every single you know, CrossFit Shanghai. Was and yeah. absolutely, yeah. And that's an incredible education that you get of how you want to do things or how you don't want to do things. Absolutely. And, and, yep. um, and so between that and then a facility like CrossFit NYC, you know, which has at any time an average of uh, well, we're between twelve hundred to fifteen hundred members. Um, massive facility mm-hmm. um, to see how that operates and and all the different coaches that come through there. And the moving wow. parts, yeah, fifteen hundred. It's know. it's a it's an yeah. Most classes were about twenty four people a class, and that you was know. from six a.m. to ten nine thirty. And at peak day. and at peak yeah. hours, you know, they're running three to four classes at a time. Crazy. So it's um it's an impressive facility. We learned an incredible amount there. You know, they have a mentorship program there that's run by Sarah Carr. And and Alan entered into that mentorship program before you can coach there, and um, and y'all yeah. still the same thing, yeah, correct and I mean absolutely, that's, yeah, yeah, I mean, and and you know once you once you work in a facility that's large, when you talk about members that come in, you see such a massive range of people, mm-hmm. and so you're always sort of triaging something, and so you as a coach, you're like identify and solve um, becomes very routine. Because you know, and, and second nature, like second like nature, every, you know, yeah. your yeah. eye becomes. It's place. almost subconscious. Oh, the, you know, when yeah. things are, you know, when you're making decisions or trying to uh, modify for people or scale for me, yeah. it's just. And when you're in classes that large for such a long period of time, you just that just becomes the norm. Yeah, and you're, and you're always. I mean, every week, you know, you develop that skill. You're putting sheer reps. Oh yeah, right? yeah, and you're yeah. putting a massive amount of people every week that have never done CrossFit into CrossFit. You know, this New York City, people come in and out mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and so as far as my career went, I kind of I I I I, I retired as a as a stage manager and took um, an incredible opportunity came my way to become an executive producer for um, one of the largest theatrical organizations in the country. That's your. That's that's my like job. Your day job. My day job. (laughs) And it it put me in a position that I was able to um, depart New York City at some point. Yep. And and Alan and I had begun a few years ago the conversation of having our own facility. We knew we didn't want to do it in New York. Um, The market there is, you know, there's a lot going on there, (laughs) and we really wanted to find a place in the country that. would would welcome and we could be successful in the kind of model of the facility that we would want to to put together so of our years of touring together we kept going back through cities that we uh 
we really loved and, and had a, and a, a profound sort of effect on us. And we what were like, were there like a top three or was it a pretty easy? Yeah, yeah. there were, you know, we, um, we loved, uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Santa Fe okay. was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we love that. We loved, uh, Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina. Carolina. Yep. Pretty awesome. Pretty great yeah. market. Yeah. And then Charleston, of course. And, and we, and Charleston, for, for many reasons, kind of kept coming to the top of our list. We made several trips here. Uh, we really, you know, shopped around and saw what the other Charleston sucks you in, man. It mm-hmm. sucks it you is, in. It is. It yeah. is. Oh, yeah. There's something about, you know, the water and yeah. the, the historic side of the city and the people. And we're both, you know, from, from southern states. Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to sort of get back to those mm-hmm. sort of roots. And, um, and so we... We, we kept working on this idea and we basically made us ourselves this, we started a very general and then it became very specific list of what, if we were to leave New York and, and open a, a, an affiliate of our own, what would be our sort of non-negotiables mm-hmm. and what would be like the things that we had to have in place. And if we couldn't have one of these things in place, we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that list list went from everything from community to the coaching to the facility that we wanted, to the, the management team that we wanted, to the, the systems and processes, yes. the operations. Yep. And, and I kind of want to focus on that piece. Yeah, sure. Um, what, just to kind of circle back, I'm always really curious what draws people and what, why people enjoy CrossFit so much, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. you're, oh, people always make fun. It's like a cult or whatever. Like yeah. obviously completely disagree with that. Right. It's a yep. methodology. You know, I believe in it. I think it works. Like what were the things that you two like made you stick on this one methodology as opposed to all the other things out there? Like, is there something specific that you absolutely draws you to it the most? Maybe like the top two things. Yeah. I I think, you know, for, for for me specifically, CrossFit fitness is secondary to quarter the magic of it. Fitness is sort of the, the result. Mm -hmm. Um, to me, it's the, the, the community aspect the accountability, and then this this blend of you know gymnastics, weightlifting, and this monostructural movement. When you put those three things together, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of magic potion right. that um, that when done well and 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 unison together, really creates incredible results. And I think that that and along with like we can talk and I know community is the buzzword when it comes to, sure. but it really is the driving force. Um, I mean, I look at, it. I mean, yeah, I look at everybody in my life, everyone that's close to me and every single person does CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I've met them through CrossFit. And I think that, that, that connection, um, because there's there's a couple things that happen, right? There's there there's the accountability factor. There's the sort of going through um, going through a workout together with somebody and knowing that they're having the that you're yeah. sharing an experience with yeah. somebody else that just allows sort of this connection to happen. And then also, I, I think there is uh, I love how um, tangible CrossFit is in the way that it's the data. There's so much data there that you're you're measuring, you're observing, and you're repeating that data on a, on a, on a regular basis. And I think that quantifies fitness for a lot of people. And that's what it got. That's why it really sunk, sunk in as something that I believe in wholeheartedly, just because I see it. I see it in the numbers. I see the numbers. I see 
my my strength go up. I see, you know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like running a business. We've been focusing on this within mm-hmm. our business as well. It's like, um, there's a quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but yeah. what gets measured gets improved. Absolutely. You know, something to that effect, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. if you know your Fran time is X, yeah. and then you remeasure it in six months, mm-hmm. you're going to put work in so it improves mm-hmm. because you know that as opposed to like arbitrary weights in the bodybuilding world or mm-hmm. just one thing you yeah. know and yeah i mean i never even thought about that but that's probably a big appeal there it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. massive yeah the so the the community aspect and that's kind of like you guys have done been watching you a great job of creating a community mm-hmm. and i really think that's a big part of people getting healthy mm-hmm. and staying healthy it's mm-hmm. creating community same thing we do for our uh, for our patients and what i'm trying to do for a physical therapy clinic and it's just you know let's just present this question i have some thoughts of my own, but like, why, why is the community so powerful? Why is that? So, you know, like if you just go work on your own, I don't think it's going to be as effective for multiple reasons. Like, you know, why is that community aspect so important when it comes to, to being healthy? Yeah. I mean, I, I think number one, if you, if you're, if you're comfortable and connected to the people around you, you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, I'll, for me, at least, you know, that, that sort of feeling that I can like be myself and, um, and people love me for who I am. It creates an environment that, you know, I'm I feel supported, feel supported. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's our number one human need yeah. to feel safe. Yes. Yeah. If you feel safe, absolutely. You're free you to have yeah. the ability to yeah. and expand. And, grow, and, and, right? and once yeah. you feel Good safe point. and then you can feel to be okay to be vulnerable, which, you know, vulnerability is, you know, we all, especially in a CrossFit gym, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. You know? Let me fail at yeah, a muscle yeah. a thousand yeah. times. We'll get a, try to get wonder. an adult to jump rope. Yeah. Just in just as simple as something as doing jump rope. You yeah. know, you probably haven't done jump rope since you were probably seven or eight years yeah. old on the, on the, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love about guys. Like one of your core values is like humble check. You know, we always hear that thing, check your ego at the door. And that's Absolutely. another thing that CrossFit does really well. It's like, let's learn a new skill. Let's mm-hmm. like, Let's play and have yeah. fun. And so that's the kind of stuff I just want people to yeah. focus on. It's like we've shifted away from all this like stringent, like, you know, let's have fun. Let's create a new community. And guess what? As you just said, like the result will be fitness. Absolutely. You don't have to focus on it. Like mm-hmm. let's just have fun and move and learn. hundred percent. Learn, learn new stuff. I'm not going to cuss today. Yeah. But, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I just think that's awesome. And I just, I just. Man, it's just powerful. Like I'm so excited about talking about it. It is absolutely. And and then and then once you have that the community, what's cool about it is the diverse amount of people that you see. You see all fitness levels. We have people in our in our gym that are, you know, a regionals athlete, all the way down to someone that was on the sofa last week Mm -hmm. and is now today made a choice to come into the gym to see what they can do. And I love they're working out right next to each other. Right. And I love that CrossFit is like, you know, it's not exclusive. It's completely inclusive. And I think that that's really special. And the way that the CrossFit methodology is written and especially in our programming, which actually breaks it down into levels for you. um, It makes it, um, appetizing you can kind of chew on it and you can come in and say i can do that mm-hmm. and um and and whether you're the fittest person in the gym or the person that's just starting in the gym you can have an incredible workout and walk out feeling like you're on top of the world well i also think that with we had talked about this mm-hmm. how um you know you have crossfitters don't take the easy way out 
Like they're like, that's how, like they don't, you know, they're, they put their head down and they start, they, they grind, they get the work done. They, so there's like a level of integrity that happens in a gym that, that I think also creates that level of safety and support for, for the community. How many CrossFit gyms do you walk into that have like lockers with a lock on them? You know, most CrossFit gyms has a cubby. Yeah. Because People aren't looking for the easy way out, so they're not going to steal your stuff. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean. It's just, it's just. um, No, I I completely agree with that. Like another quote. Sorry, I'm all about quotes today. Like eating the frog first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. right? Like when I started doing CrossFit, I know you'd be done with a workout and be like, "It's not going to get worse today." (laughs) Like that's the hardest thing I did today. Yeah, everything else I'm going to do today is going to seem super easy. Like a a victory. I just did 150 wall balls for like that was terrible. You know, (laughs) like. Yeah. yeah, everything well, else is so much like, easier. Like, we, have awesome. a lot of, we have a lot of students from like MUSC or College yeah. Charleston that come in and they'll crush a workout in the morning, have a big test that day, and they're like, man, that workout was way harder, harder than, than that the test, test I had yeah. ahead of me. Yeah. You know, so it really puts you in a, a, a mental perspective. Yeah, your mindset, like kind of what you said you learned. C- completely. And to me, it's like, yes, we've had members that have joined, that have come in, that you know have had incredible, you know, whether it be weight loss or strength gains or their one rep maxes have gone up or their die-in times are down. But what's most impressive to me is people are like, they'll walk in and say, you know, I used to look in the mirror and not be happy. And now I'm like, I'm happy with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that mental strength, it just in life, you can go out in the world and just crush things yeah. and not second guess yourself and yeah. your abilities. We just had a, a guy previous was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's the same similar theme. And I really love it's the theme that's coming across on a lot of these podcasts is that the, those efforts every day in the gym, when you challenge yourself, bleed into other facets Absolutely. of your life. Oh, like, 100%. I finally went and started that business. I finally yeah. went and talked, you know what I mean? To that person yeah. I'm meaning to talk to or mm-hmm. ask my boss, whatever that may be, it just makes those things easier yeah. because yep. you've suffered already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, no, it's not that bad. Like suffering's not that it awful. It helps you align yeah. everything. We're else. so scared of being in pain. We're so scared of lifting heavy weights. Like yep. the CrossFit community is still this little small sample size. And I love that it's starting to bleed it into is. more and more people. And just, I can lift weights. I can do these things. If, actually, if I do do these things, I'm actually going to feel a lot better, yep. not worse. Mm-hmm. Where I've been told my entire life to not, yeah. you know, put myself out there. And, yeah. and the key to making CrossFit to not be intimidating is coaching. Mm-hmm. And you know, when people walk in the door, you know, the, the, the coaches that are there to help you will, will from the beginning, break mm-hmm. things down in a safe way for your current capacity and not overload you and not make you reach a level of intensity that you can't handle at that moment mm-hmm. so that it is progressive and that you're able to grow with it. And every day you get stronger mm-hmm. and, um, and you know, Y'all do that consistently, and I like that. And I, yeah. this isn't a, a business podcast. At the same time, I believe what you've developed as far as systems and coaching bleeds into a better community, bleeds into more people getting healthy and fit. Mm-hmm. So maybe just a quick rundown of like, you know, it sounds like you guys do a lot of stuff to make sure that you stay on track, whether yeah. it's a clean gym, whether mm-hmm. it's coaches meetings and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So yep. what kind of things do you guys implement on a regular basis to make sure that you got a gym that is well, easily consumable? Well, like right be, I mean, right before we came to, uh, to meet with you here, we had our weekly uh, team member meeting that we all sit down as a, as a team and we go over 
all of the things, one, like all the successes that happened last week, all of the team member headlines, all the athlete headlines, and all of this that, uh, that we just go through systematically and make sure that we're covering all of our bases. Yeah. And it's not only it's not only a to-do list or like we got this done. It's a how have our core values weaved into mm-hmm. the gym this week? Mm-hmm. How have we as owners, how have we been humble? How have we been hungry? How have we been people smart this week? You know, have we, every person that's walked in the door, have we said, how's your day? Mm-hmm. You know, not like, hey, let's, let's warm up and let's do the workout. It's like, oh, how are your kids? Mm-hmm. You know, so-and-so was in the hospital. How are they doing? Yeah. You know, it, it's how'd your test go? How'd your test go yeah. at school? Great. Cause I just, you know, yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's that it's, it's not only, you know, this meeting where we talk through what's, what's going on in the gym. Mm-hmm. It's about how are the, 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 the ideals and that initial list that we made of mm-hmm. like our non-negotiables, how are they constantly being returned to yeah. and made sure that and made stronger and yeah. made stronger and upholding what we set out to do? Yeah. You know, and, and so we do that on a community level. We do it on a coaching level. Um, we do it on our facility level. You know, we have a facilities management checklist that goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we have one over there too. Yeah. Every, and, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> every day, you know, it has this, you know, 10 or 15 yeah, items on it, yeah. you know, whether to, to clean or to, to, to address and you as the person goes and initials that list. And so yeah. that you know, every week we know the gym is being, you know, so nothing gets overlooked. overlooked. Yeah. We always say to each other and it's like every day details matter. It's mm-hmm. literally going to be like on our shirts. Yeah. Details matter, details matter. in every aspect of it. Um, yeah. Community coaching facility, yeah. marketing, you know, details matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that stuff. I mean, um, I think it's just so important yeah. that, we talked about this earlier, kind of off camera, so to speak, the importance of creating a culture and that mm-hmm. goes for your coaches and that leads again in kind of downstream to all the people on your team and to all your members. And it just, yeah, it's going to draw more people to fitness and it it's going to draw more people to it be does. healthy. And like, is that not the our goal. main goal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's that yeah. simple, right? Yeah. It matters a little bit less about, you know, programming of course matters but you know what i mean like the community yeah and like this long-term vision and long-term thinking of like how do i want to feel when i'm 80 or 90 years old like Mm -hmm. that's the same thing we tell all of our patients like Mm -hmm. yeah i want to get you out of pain yeah i want to make you feel better move better but like what i really care about is that you know you call me when you're 90 and you're hiking up kilimanjaro or whatever that you're physically able to do that and like that's why pt and like Physical fitness, CrossFit, oh, that stuff's just so aligned at this point. You know, mm-hmm. I just, stunning fact, the number five reason, according to World Health Organization, like, mm-hmm. people die is physical inactivity. Yep. Like, number five. Wow. Like, just, that's a little scary. That's a little scary. Right? Yeah. Like, wow. So, we can have a profound impact. On yeah. That, you know? Oh, Way yeah. more than a lot of modern medicine things. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go down that so yeah. most people have already heard it, but yeah. like, this is how you make a really big impact. It's this yeah. crowd level, community level, let's move. And that's why you like know. with Greg Glassman doing the health initiative and, and really bringing it back to where it started, like it's, it's so simple. And, and that's why, that's yeah, why yeah. you come into, you know, to our gym and you know, you have high cholesterol, you have cha- medical challenges. You start doing CrossFit 
And I can almost guarantee that when you go back and you take those tests again, you see number changes. Mm -hmm. Like you will see in black and white, your health and fitness Mm -hmm. has improved. And to me, that is, that's incredible. I mean, the fact that, you know, you can be sedentary right now Mm -hmm. and sitting on your sofa and scared to like go out and do something health and fitness related. But in six weeks from now, you can be completely different. The body has this incredible way of adapting and very quickly. No, I love you say that's such a part of what we push is just the body's ability to adapt mm-hmm. to stress Absolutely. in a positive in way. In a positive way. Absolutely. When most people think, you know, it's going to, I'm stressed. Like it's a negative thing. No, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, there's definitely a breaking point where there's enough stress in the body and yes, it can do some damage, but 99% of the time, yeah. it's only your body's going to get stronger. Your bones get bigger lifting yeah. weights, right? Like yeah. you're, Tissue gets stronger, your muscles get stronger, you get better blood flow, stronger heart, mm-hmm. better lung capacity, whatever. Like, why are we all not focusing on those things, you know, instead of sometimes we lose focus? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, I always get nervous of like the 30 day challenge or, or you know, something yeah, that's like a, a, a quick days. fix. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm done, I'm fit. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it works. It's like, it's not, and it's not, you know, there is not a, a a quick answer, you know, life I've learned from myself, at least it's, it's this long journey and, and, and we're all on it together. And, um, our goal is to help people live that life long-term to the highest, um, quality possible. And like you were saying, Eve, like, like everything else is connected to that. Yeah. I mean, I, when I used to, because I used to be a big guy, like I used to be fat. And I, when I finally got my health and fitness on track, like everything else in my life fell into place. My career fell into place. My relationships with my family and my friends fell into place. My mindset fell into place. Like it's all connected. If your body is healthy, your mind is healthy. Everything else is starting. Yeah. 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 I mean, we cannot deny that fact, right? Like our, we were, we are movement based creatures. You know, we want to be able to, run for our life. We want to be able to like climb that tree. Mm-hmm. Like if we can't do that, it's going to affect our mental state. And we see it a lot with a lot of our patients who get injured and they'll go through a depression because they can't move the way they want to. Like mm-hmm. some of the power of what we do, we don't do like PTs don't do anything amazing. We just say, Hey, like here's all the cool stuff you can do. And here's, right. you know what I mean? Instead of this and let, yeah. give you just a plan. And like all of a sudden they feel a lot better. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. you know, it's cool to have that kind of, it's awesome. Yeah. That kind of power. Awesome. So, I ask everybody this question. Okay. What is your definition of health? So like a healthy person, mm-hmm. what do you, like if you could, again, does that have to be cookie cutter? It can be whatever you want. I've gotten everything, a whole gamut. But mm-hmm. if you know, someone says like, um, what's your definition of healthy person? What would you, what would you say? For me, it's being happy in your own skin, whatever that is and whatever that means for you personally if you wake up in the morning and you're happy with who you are, that to me is health and fitness. And, um, and you know, and I just want to be a small part of that journey for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's simple. I like it. Right. I mean, just, just, yeah. It's been a big theme for a lot of people is they, they talk about the mindset and the happiness aspect, as opposed to it's a number that yep. cholesterol number, or it's a lifting number. It's like, no, like, if I'm happy and I feel yeah, I mean, good that's, on my own skin, as you said, then yeah. I think that's my, I, I'm it's having love in all aspects of my life, having love in my relationships, having love in my health, having love in my nutrition, you know, 
having drive and love and my, my passion for my career. Like, I think that being hungry. I love have, that one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's cause you gotta like, be hungry. Like, like, right. Don't yeah. be complacent. Yeah. You know, right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why it is one of our core values. Cause I think that if that hunger is there, you're able to, to help to evolve yourself into a, a, a better person in all aspects. I yeah. Think. It's always like kind of a dichotomy, like, be kind of content, but never, mm-hmm. you know, you're always wanting a little bit more, right? Yeah, like I'm fit, but I, can I be fitter? Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's, that, that's what drives us. And mm-hmm. I think that's another big thing in the community level. It's like you said, CrossFit can be for what do you everybody, say? but not anybody, anybody. Right. And I think a big piece of that is the mindset. They've got to be yeah. willing yeah. to like constantly be humble, humbled and want to continue to grow. And if you don't have that mindset, CrossFit gyms is not going to be for you. Yeah, you absolutely. know, if you just want to go in and do the treadmill, which is nothing wrong with that. It's better than the couch. Yeah. But when you're ready for that piece, yeah, you can mm-hmm. go in, come see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Tell So what's your gym called? Where can people find you? And then sure. we're going to do Spitfire stuff just so you guys can. Great. We're uh, Rhapsody CrossFit, uh, 700 King Street. Um, Sweet D. Sweet D. Uh <laughs> Uh, RhapsodyCrossFit.com. Everything's there. You can read a lot about us on there. You can read, you know, we really spend a lot of time on our website to really sort of put into words our philosophies with health and fitness and a lot about us and our backgrounds. And so that, you know, once you spend some time on the site, you really get a sense of what we're all about. And um, we have new people come in every day. Is there a class that you guys do still or is that? Yeah, free people, yeah. For anybody can come. Anybody, anybody can, can come. come. What is that again? Yeah. Where is that? It's any class. So any we class. Yeah. You're welcome to come in. If your first class is always free with us because we just we want we want to audition for you. Um, we want you to come in and experience it and see if it's something that um, you're interested in. And then from there, um, we'll talk and just sort of decide what's the the best path forward. You get some free cold brew. Cold. Yeah. That's kind of oh, a big yes. deal. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Well, we love coffee. Well, <laughs> the great thing is that it's also local too. So it's from it's Springbok it's Coffee Roasters. They're right they, across the complex. They, they roast in our complex. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's that was that was a big thing for us too when we came to Charleston. We try to do everything local. Yeah. You know, a, a, every vendor that we use and everything we try to do, we really tried to go local with it, and it it's really been good for us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Creating relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Building a community. Yeah. Not only within your community, yeah. but like let's make that community. Yeah. You know, Charleston strong, baby. Right. Charleston there you go. There That's you go. great. Yeah. All right. You ready for the Spitfire? Let's do it. Oh, Lord. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Are you going first? Uh, uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. Yeah. Let's okay. Do, yeah. <clears throat> what are you best at? Organization. Alan. Uh, <laughs> communicating with people. Okay. Talking to people. Awesome. I feel like I, I feel like I'm really good at that. That's a, that's <laughs> a good, you know, dynamic there between the two. of It you. is yeah. a good, it's good a good team. team. It's yeah. a good team for sure. There's, yeah. there's definitely that. Yeah. yeah. Very good. <laughs> what do you suck at? Um, patience sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, it's always a harder question. I, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm really trying to focus on this, but m- trying to, uh, multitask. I'm, I'm trying, I try my best to try to do th- just kind of a things blessing. Like people say, Oh, multitasking is not good for you. But in another way, it's like kind of necessary in today's world and there's no getting away from yeah, it. Yeah. There's a, yeah. I just have to be very, very 
focused. Yeah. When I'm doing it. Focused to multitask. No, no, yes. An oxymoron. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite ones. What is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? Go only pick one thing, right? Mm. What is the one thing that they should do? If they can only have one thing, this is the number one thing, you know, on, on the couch or I want to get healthy. What's the f- number one thing I should do? Um, eat more salad. Eat more salad. <laughs> yes. I just did an Instagram post of my son eating salad and loving it. Yes. <laughs> yes. for salad. So good. Yeah. I'm winning in that one. Yes. Um, for me, move. Do anything. Just get off the sofa. Yeah. Just move. 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 Agreed. Very much agreed. Also um, sleep. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. You also have to <laughs> oh, sleep. I got get, two, yeah, yeah, I got two. Yeah. yeah. That is the, the base of our pyramid too. Yeah. Sleeping. If you don't 100%. sleep well, it's yeah. health. Okay. Some fun ones. Yep. What is your walkout song? Everybody's thought about it. <laughs> say you haven't. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe you haven't thought of it. <laughs> Recently, I've been really into Panic at the Disco. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're pretty good. Yeah. They are really it. good. Yeah. It's got to be some sort of Beyonce <laughs> song. Yeah, Beyonce is my spirit animal. Okay, so um, yeah. yeah, it'd probably be like partition or um, you know, you're about to walk out on stage. I mean, come on, you guys, like, yes. they're gonna announce know. you. What do you want to walk know. out to? Yours, yours is probably like Crazy in Love. Crazy in Love, yeah, Crazy in Love, Beyonce. Okay, okay, and mine's High Hopes. I think Panic at the Disco. Yeah, High, High Hopes. Yeah. What so kind of relevant. music is Panic at the Disco? I don't even know. I'm sorry. I'm uh, oh, we, well, you... I say, high hopes for a living. Okay. Right. Your kids will know, I promise. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Your uh, favorite cartoon? Oh, the Flintstones. Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Stimpy, you idiot. God, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Ren and Stimpy. Oh, me too. Whatever happened so to those guys? They're <laughs> <laughs> the best. Whatever happened to <laughs> If you weren't a coach, fitness professional, what would you what would you be? Would you still? I mean, easy one for you. You're executive yeah, producer, producer, right? Yeah. But maybe for Alan, like if that wasn't your, you know, you're the head coach, you're running things. If you weren't doing that, would you still be an actor? Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I guess that I've been asked that before, and I music and theater and acting and art will always be a part of my life and it's never going to not be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, my, my grandmother, especially, she's always like, when are you going to sing again? <laughs> I mean, I'm always like, it's not that I'm not singing. It's yeah. just that, you know, my focus is right. singing on podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I think it would be sort of, it would be in the arts of some kind. Okay. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Yeah. What's uh, the last TV show you watched? Um, there hasn't been much time for TV. I'll be honest with you. Oh, I mean, we're big Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. What do you? What do you? I mean, I like Modern Family. Yeah. He okay. Loves yeah, I like Modern Family. It's just because it's like something that I can when I'm having dinner and it's 20 minutes right. and I can turn it on and I can just. You laugh. don't really have to pay attention. I don't really have to pay attention, yeah. but it's funny and I'm just like, oh, this is funny, and it just sort of lets me laugh. Yeah, we got through like five seasons and then I think we just kind of yeah yeah yeah. It, out. But yeah. it was a really good show. Yeah, we love it. Al sure. Bundy. Yeah. Yes, it's good. Last book you read? 
Oh, I'm a bit of a nerd. I, I really enjoy, um, I read, I read a lot of, I read a lot of classics. Um, Henry V was the last I read Shakespeare. Got it. Chasing Excellence, Ben Bergeron's new book. I love the dichotomy of yes. <laughs> classic Shakespeare yes. and fitness. Yes. Yes, fitness. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, yeah, so people can find you. Your website again, yep. RhapsodyCrossFit.com. Instagram, all that kind yep. of stuff. Everything on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're out there. Awesome. Yelp. Google. Cool. Yelp. <laughs> Yelp, right. Yes. Well, I appreciate you guys coming. Thank you so that much. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, you man. so much. Yeah, that was good. Awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes, I'm gonna please. Try. I'm going to try to keep going. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Healthy Charleston Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please share this information to all your family, friends. We're trying to get the word out. We want everyone to be healthy, happy, humble, and hungry. I added one. Nice. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, where we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.